0: Mary, Maria, Sprout! Fifteen seconds to curtains, you three! Oh. Oh. No one's here. Well, I guess I'll just be going then.
1: Welcome to the Mother Fans Talking Podcast. Hi, I'm Mary.
0: I'm Maria. And I'm Sprout.
1: As Elton John says, the bitch is back. <laughs> happy to be back.
0: To- <laughs> Goodbye, yellow brick road. The bitch is back.
1: I'm happy to be back for this episode. Hopefully you'll see a little bit, a lot more of me more often. Who knows? But let's get going. Uh, how are you guys doing?
2: I'm, I'm living. I'm alive. I just took a lot of iron and my hands are shaking. Oh no.
0: Iron man.
1: Iron Man. I don't know. I've never seen the movie. <laughs> I've so only joking. seen the
2: second movie. That's a legitimate thing.
1: I've watched all three
0: movies. Same. I remember nothing.
2: I I wasn't allowed to watch the first one. I think it was because either someone was naked or something that was, like, some sort of thing. And they are like, no, you can't watch that.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Is there nudity in the first Iron Man? I mean...
2: I think maybe it was just that Robert Downey Jr. was like shirtless or something and that counted as nudity back then. I
1: mean he was for like a scene, but it like it wasn't a sexy scene. Like the sexy scene in that movie is him hammering that iron.
2: <laughs> you don't understand anything that's like a, a, a bare man's chest, you have to be blind forever.
1: Little did they know Maria was a lesbian.
2: Little do they know I am a homosexual. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. wasn't gonna do it for Maria.
2: <laughs> no, no, it was always gonna be Linda Cardellini. Uh, <laughs> I have top of the episode notes. <laughs> so the Jim Henson Company is uh, producing and making a show called Harriet the Spy. It'll be on Apple TV November nineteenth. It's based on the book. Yeah, I love yeah. that movie. Yeah.
1: I love that movie.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's animated and. Uh, John Tartaglia has been talking about it a lot on his Instagram, so mm-hmm. can't wait to see that. Yeah, and we know that the helpers just finished filming last month? We know that Kirk Thatcher is going to be doing an M- uh, a AMA, excuse me, uh, eventually. We don't know when, but apparently he says he's going to make a big announcement on you know all of his social media. Exciting.
0: So save your awesome,
1: cool, technical Muppet questions for then, because can only do so much with only like 240 characters or 280 Mm -hmm. characters
2: so true pop it up is is the uncensored improv show that the henson company started that brian henson himself created in the early 2000s and the show is currently performing at knott's berry farm now uh, Mm -hmm. until november 2nd so if you can go see it go see it it's really fun it's a great show
1: I'm, i was thinking about this earlier and i was thinking because remember how like uh middle and schwartz like their improv thing was like really big on netflix for like a month or so I'm thinking mm-hmm. why isn't like I, I i think they could like de- i think the henson company could definitely do a deal with netflix
2: they um, yeah. did <clears throat> in i think it was i remember seeing it in 2008 or 2009 um The Henson Company did a deal with, I think it was Comedy Central, and they had a series of Puppet Up. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I remember watching it when it like was, you know, serial. And now it's kind of lost media. There's a few shows on like YouTube, like few episodes of it, but a lot of it is lost media of the Puppet Up show that they did. And it had uh, Julianne uh, Boucher, which you know. Really cool,
1: Julian. Yeah. I could see that becoming like a very niche, like a good niche hit. Like it doesn't have to be anything huge, but I can, like, I'd enjoy seeing
2: it. Uh, handsome company, get on that. <laughs> yeah, hire me. <laughs> Come on, hire all of us. Do it, Sprout. You want to talk about all the Muppet birthdays?
0: We had two Muppet birthdays from Sesame Street. And those are the only ones I know because Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah. October 9th was the Count's birthday, and today is Grover's birthday. Two icons.
1: love the gay community.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love the gays. We love the gays. (laughs) We can say that about any puppet here. That's the Muppet fans talking uh, tagline. Gay puppet. (laughs) Step Chip.
1: Step Chip. Chip. He knows what he did.
2: (laughs) Chip. It's not that I hate him, it's just... That I hate him. We know
1: Maria. We know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to lie.
2: I don't hate him as much as my mom does. My mom literally, mm-hmm. when if he ever comes on screen, she'll just go. Eh. <laughs> she'll she'll like audibly just go like. Eh. <laughs> it's so funny.
1: But when he came on screen in uh in Haunted Mansion, which we're gonna talk about in a bit, I just went, oh, chips in this.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like I like I definitely saw him in the trailer, but I just went, oh, chips in this.
2: that is the end of our notes we didn't have a lot this week so far
1: i mean we are recording early
2: yeah we are recording early
1: and i do have some breaking news and we'll get more into this later but uh kirk thatcher has admit has admitted to murdering bean bunny Uh, more uh, more on this at the end of the show
2: (laughs) more at 11 this (laughs) this He's not dead. His puppet just needs refurbishment. He's not. He
0: falling it apart.
1: Rhea, honey. Nile is the first okay. stage of grief.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> they just need to remake the puppet. What's. If he's not dead. I don't even. Listen. I don't care about Bean Bunny that much. He... I only liked like two sketches he did in Henson Hour. I don't. I don't understand why, every, why everyone's so up in arms about this this little... Boss can
1: be a very difficult thing, Maria. <laughs>
2: I just I don't understand why people are so up in arms about... Um, a Muppet Vision, hello. True.
1: This is the way I have interpreted it. For a lot of Muppet fans who are... They're more Disney fans than anything else. I like the Muppets, but again, they're more Disney fans than anything else. I think Bean Bunny, I don't think of Henson Hour or, like, yeah. Christmas, or even Christmas Carol or, like, A Great Bunny Adventure. I think of Muppet Vision.
0: hmm
1: And where do a lot of Disney fans go? They go to the parks. Uh, mm-hmm. When they think Bean Bunny, they think of, like, that Muppet Vision.
0: Yep.
1: And that's, I think, I think that's kind of the attachment there, but it's just a theory. Also, it's really fun to watch Michael Caine throw wreaths at him every year.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine uh I wouldn't even call it attachment. I just like the sketch where Bean Bunny is Rambo. Uh, that's just what I like. That's
1: a good one. That's just a solid sketch.
2: That's just a solid sketch that we love to see.
1: Great concept, great execution.
2: We need to get the Jim Henson Hour some sort of streaming service, please.
1: Come on Disney, get it together.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't want Disney.
1: No, they own it. They I think they do or maybe PBS owns it.
2: It's muddy. I mean if if the Henson company still owns it, they can just put it on Apple TV where everything they're doing is going.
0: Yeah. I think
2: unless it's a Ned.
1: I know PBS is start is thinking about like starting some sort of streaming platform Ooh. so that they can get more donations for their broadcasting. Yeah. I know The Henson Hour originally aired on PBS, so I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, if you want to know my initial thoughts on Muppets Haunted Mansion, you, for some reason, don't follow me on Twitter and know my exact thoughts that I've been given. It's that, I'm trying to summarize this all. I loved it. It's camp as fuck. Gonzo is the heart of the Muppets. He is. If you think otherwise, you are wrong. (laughs) Uh... Really nice seeing everybody. I love the whole mansion show bit. I love all the music. Mm-hmm. Aaron Chris, honey, we know you can act. What are you doing?
2: <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> when he was singing, he was totally he was like, I'm like, okay, this is believable. When when he was just like acting with Gonzo Pepe and the dog, and I'm just like, honey, are you trying to be Tim Curry?
2: <laughs> the thing about it is he did um it was at Elsie Fest. He he did a song with Piggy, and they had a, like a whole talking thing. And he was believably acting with Piggy there. So I don't know what the hell was going on, like mm-hmm. on set. It, it felt
1: like he's like, oh, I'm in a love production, therefore I should. I'm going to overact the hell out of this. Yeah, baby, you don't need to.
2: You don't. My
1: other thoughts? Oh, this is kind of like the Haunted Mansion ride I rode once as a child. I think it is, at least. <laughs> oh, and there's the grin, grin, and so that all the nerds on Twitter can be happy.
2: It's calling out Sprout! <laughs>
1: right I, I don't care about the Disney Parks fans at all. This is for me.
0: That's
1: funny. <laughs> this is for my enjoyment!
0: I'm gonna fight
2: Mary. <laughs> What's new? <laughs> it's not even for my own enjoyment. <laughs> it's to defend Sprout's honor.
1: Uh, I really liked uh, Piggy and Kermit's matching costumes. Swedish Chef had the funniest bit in the entire special with the chainsaw. I do not know why that killed me as much as it did. I think it was just the timing. In all honesty, mm-hmm. when Matt sings, he really he sounds like Jim's Kermit. Yeah, he sings wild. Like when he speaks, I'm like, okay, that's Matt. And he sings, I'm like, it takes me a second. It it does. And yeah. I'm like, maybe I've just gotten rusty, or he's either, I'm like, I've either gotten really rusty, or he's that good.
2: You need to listen to his version of Happy Feet that they did at the O2, you have? So good. It sounds like exactly the same. Yeah. I go feral.
1: <laughs> Tarashi P. Henson, Hattest hot, Can Be. She, wow, she's really <laughs> nailing this. Huh, I didn't know she could sing. Oh, look, there's all her gay husbands and a penguin.
2: Because <laughs> they're gay! All of her husbands are gay! <laughs>
1: it's just like, gee, why didn't this marriage work out? Huh, honey? <laughs> and I'm also, like, 65% positive that penguin was also gay.
0: <laughs> that's
2: a gay penguin.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry I'm dwelling on the penguin.
2: I have to make an amendment. All of her husbands are bisexual. I had that's- because Sal did not marry her. Sal did not marry her, and he is the gay one. Everyone else is bisexual. There we go.
1: <laughs> sorry for sorry um, for... Well, wait, I thought Walter was gay.
2: He is bisexual. Scooter is gay.
1: Scooter is gay, got it.
2: Made him?
1: He made him bi. <laughs> and Peter Lynn just kind of rolled with it.
2: If you do not see the queer coding in the 2011 movie of Walter, <laughs> then you're blind. Walter has been by, Always been by. I,
1: I totally see it, and I heavily relate to Walter as a bi woman, but I'm like, oh, maybe he's just gay. Oh, Joe the Legal Weasel, my baby. I love him. Aww. And oh, wow, I always forget how deep his voice is. Uh, oh, they're going in the room. Oh, no, this is going to make me cry. This is going to make me cry bad. <laughs> so bad. And then I did start crying real bad. <laughs> Oh, what are they doing here? Huh. This went in the exact opposite direction I thought it was going. Huh, maybe I was, like, you know, trying to vicariously li- vicariously spread my own problems onto a puppet for a second there. Oh, that's kind of frightening. <laughs> huh. Give Goal's Emmy campaign. And then, like, the saddest <laughs> thought I've ever had in my life that I posted on Twitter for everybody to see. I'm not even going to talk about that one. Okay, they got out. He's gotta go back for Pepe. Okay, I know they're gonna make it out, but why am I getting so much anxiety right now? Aw, Deadly's here. I love Deadly. Very happy he showed up. Very weird. It took it th- took this long, though. <laughs> then the, uh, I first watched, when I watched it for the first time when Gonzo was falling down the staircase into, like, the monster's mouth, I thought the, uh, the monster was originally some sort of puppet. I'd seen Jim Henson let me explain myself real quick let me explain myself Mm -hmm. i see like a puppet like some sort of like a very weird face puppet i saw uh jim henson and dave goals do on the johnny carson show back in like the late 60s or early 70s i thought it was a reference to that i was very wrong and i noticed that on my (laughs) second watch and oh i'm very glad they got out is halloween breakfast a thing and uh, and then the ending with the rainbow that fucked me up that fucked me up so bad hmm. i it was really beautiful and touching and then dancing in the moonlight's a fucking bop it's really? free serotonin
2: mm-hmm. operetta
1: goes way harder on it than he needs to
2: i was literally just about to ask um about the music How how did you think it was i
1: really liked a lot of it I was very I liked Darren Chris's song which I know like I try not to be like okay I love the like I like I I try I'm like oh they have a celebrity singing on this and it's just like him cuz on Spotify it's just Darren Chris. <laughs> cuz like and I saw the Spotify album like and I listened to the Dancing the Moonlight cover before I went to work that morning. <laughs> but that was the only thing I listened to. When I saw I'm like oh it's just Darren Chris there's no muppets on it okay. <laughs> and when I listened to it I was like pleasantly surprised because like I know Darren Chris can sing I know he's a good singer I, I watched the Star Kid musicals I know this stuff I'm like okay this is I was pleasantly surprised that this is- it's kind of got, this- got the energy I want that energy going in I love uh, Life here, at- here and after I, th- I forget the title I'm blanking on it right now life here and after so good <laughs> and I really like how uh, it does sound very similar to the Muppet Show theme but uh, not so that on the first listen it's like unbearable. Like oh, you're just copying yeah. what you did. Like it's mm. it feels like a loving tribute.
2: Yeah, yeah. Kel- uh, Kelly Younger, who who wrote that song "Life Year After," talked about that and how uh, that was accidental. And then whenever they realized it, they're like, oh, let's do that. Let's make something with that, which was nice.
1: I really love that Tang. The song with Taraji and Pepe. I only listen to it when I watch the special because I feel like if I don't, I'm not doing it justice. Then Dancing in the Moonlight. That's gonna be on my Spotify wrap this year. I, I'm telling you now. Yeah. That is all I've been listening to, like the past week.
0: Same. Dancing in the Moonlight. When I made my parents watch it, my mom has this ongoing thing with me and my dad because we. Um, he would play this. Sirius XM radio channel called Yacht Rock where it was all music like Dancing in the Moonlight. My mom hates Yacht Rock. (laughs) So when the ending came on, me and my dad had a field day. (laughs) And she hated it. Oh no.
1: I I have mixed feelings on Yacht Rock because sometimes it slaps. It slaps so hard. Like Dancing in the Moonlight is objectively good Yacht Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It just hits the soul where it needs to I have a lot of thoughts on it Like Jimmy Buffett is not necessarily Yacht Rock but He's <laughs> got the vibes
2: Mary talked about Yacht Rock for four minutes I'm not joking And I just felt like some of it needed to be cut down And also something was happening with her mic Where just it would be cutting in and out So I'm glad that you don't have to hear her mic cutting out constantly but I kept in as much yacht rock talk as I could. Okay, bye. <laughs> this is a Muppet podcast.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I have a lot of thoughts on a lot of stupid subjects.
2: <laughs> okay, I do too. I've been... And it's not a full hyperfixation, but I have been doing a slight hyperfixation specifically on the miniatures uh, from the Night at the Museum trilogy movies. They're so gay. This is a Muppet podcast. <laughs> This is a
1: mummy podcast, and I I, I know I had other I kind of I know I had other thoughts I wanted to get into, but I just can't think of what they are right now. Uh, oh, I really liked uh, I really liked the uh, the mummy the mummy and a uh, dead I think it's Daddy,
2: Daddy. Characters. Yeah, uh, mummy and Daddy. Yeah,
1: Al- Alice and Peter's characters they were great, loved them.
2: It that wasn't Peter that was uh, Bruce Lanol.
1: That was Bruce. Oh.
2: That was Bruce. Yeah, that's his first ever talking uh, Muppet character. Even though he's been with the Muppets for 35 years.
1: (laughs) Oh, Bruce, honey. You made it.
2: Yeah. Um, What did you think about the Armrods? Getting to see the Armrods with a lot of the characters.
1: I I don't mind seeing the Armrods.
2: I love the Armrods. Bring the Armrods back, full time.
1: I'm like, I, I'm fine either way I I guess I didn't realize that was something I was supposed to have a strong opinion on it's
2: well maybe it's because I'm just so steeped in like tough pig culture yeah where yeah, they're yeah. they're very much like either you are very pro arm rods or very anti arm rods mm-hmm. um and for a while it's like I don't care but now I'm like I'm very pro arm rod.
1: I was uh, I was raised in the YouTube comment sections, which is... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which, that's just hell. So we weren't really talking yeah. about, about Armrods. We were just kind of, like, you know, defending our livelihood.
2: <laughs> did you like Kermit and Piggy's costume? I know you said you did, but, like, do you have any other thoughts on it?
1: I, uh, my thought is that... I don't think Kermit's getting enough love for being a gender non- non-conforming king. He wore that dress, mm. and, he, like, you know, there's all these, like, there's a lot of talks about, like, I'm not to get political, but there's a lot of talks about men wearing dresses, but none of the dresses are cute. They're all ugly. Not a single <laughs> one is cute. So shout out to Kermit to being the first man to, like, well, I guess, John's... The first man, not, Ch- not not baby Gonzo, first man, or mm-hmm. frog, an actual cute dress in, like, the celebrity sphere. Thank you, Kermit.
0: Do you see who styled him? I mean, come on.
1: I expect nothing less of Piggy, and I expect Piggy to drag every man in an ugly dress she sees.
2: Piggy had the idea, Uncle Deadly did the, uh, thing. He, like, made it. You can't say that he didn't. They worked together on this.
0: Did you guys fully read that interview where Piggy was talking about the LGBT community?
1: I just read the part I needed to read.
2: <laughs> that was back in 2011, I think, so 10 years ago. No, no, no. There was one that just happened. A new one. No, no, I know, but it it was referencing the the older one. But
0: did you read the part where they interviewed Gonzo and he talked about the Gonzorella dress?
2: Yeah. It was great
1: love Gonzo. Like,
2: I was a trendsetter. I did this. <laughs> I did this.
1: Hey, we forgot to mention uh, this is a Muppet podcast. Uh, there were, quote, fo- a big meme kind of happened over the weekend. There are photos of Timothy Chalamet as young Willy <laughs> Wonka came out. And
2: everybody realized
1: it. immediately he was dressed as Charles Dickens from the Muppets Christmas Carol.
2: It makes me angry. So funny. I was
1: dying of laughter.
2: I needed an enrichment tire from a tiger pit to chew on. It makes me angry.
0: (laughs) It is the exact same outfit. It's not, like, similar. It is the same outfit.
1: Prout, they have different (laughs) neckties.
0: It is the same outfit.
1: Maria, don't read the quote that Timothy put out today, then.
2: Oh, no. What? No, you need to tell me what he said.
1: Pretty much said that he's playing young Willy Wonka as a twink.
2: I have to- I'm going, I'm walking away. (laughs) What do
0: you- what do you mean?
1: Let me- I will read you the quote, let me find it.
2: (laughs) Timothy Chalamet, get that word out of your fucking mouth, Timothy.
1: I'm gonna- I'm gonna read the quote from Timothy Chalamet. I can't answer for anything Mr. Chalamet says. If you're gonna do a young Willy Wonka, he's gonna end up being a twink by nature. But the some oh. fucking French word, the joie de vivre, from the walk and the way he's ju- way he's just bouncing along with a little top hat and tails. It's just twinky behavior. There's no other way to put it. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> so it's just so he's just stereotyping Willy Wonka as a twink? (laughs) Just because he's like, yeah, this looks like a twink. Excuse you? A twink is not about what someone wears or how someone walks. It's about confidence, you fucker.
1: (laughs) Okay, but do you think Willy Wonka lacked confidence?
2: No. I'm not saying it's the specific type of confidence. Willy Wonka is not a twink in that way. I'm not- Willy Wonka is gay, but he's not a (laughs) twink. (laughs) <laughs> uh, i'm gonna break this pen in my teeth anyway what did what did you think about yvette nicole brown in the muppet in the muppet <laughs> special that we're supposed to be talking about
1: i was gonna talk more about uh yvette later but i thought she was great i'm a huge fan of yvettes i'm a huge fan of community i've been a huge fan of her since she was on drake and josh when i was a kid so i love seeing yvette and i love seeing her just be awesome so really great cameo great casting choice and i think we should talk about the uh the celebrities real quick which was oh thank god thank god it was not as like they put all the cameos, like, right at the beginning.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. All, like, less than five seconds.
2: We we talked about that last episode of how the marketing was just so weird. Of Like, yes, Sajir's gonna be in this, and, and, and uh, Pat Sajak's gonna be in this, and it's, like, for five seconds? Why are you promoting it? Like, it's such a huge deal if they're barely here.
1: I guess it's like smart for all the Pat Sajak Sannies out there to like get them to watch, but.
2: If you stand, Pat Sajak, please tweet at me. I need to know you exist. I need to hold you in my hands. I need to cherish you. Who are you? You stand, Pat Sajak? <laughs> Is this Pat Sajak fan fiction? I'm looking this up. I'm, lit- I'm looking this up right now.
0: Today I learned that there is a Lightning McQueen fan fiction with BTS.
2: <laughs> I know that there is Cars fan fiction. I do know that. There's,
1: there's like, I, I feel like if you like look up any, I feel like if you look up any sort of fan fiction, there's probably a, like a crossover fic with BTS at some point.
2: <laughs> oh, definitely. Okay, I'm on archive of our own. I'm looking up Pat Sajak.
1: Which I fully, just in case there's any BTS fans listening to this, I fully stand by my decision that Jim Henson would have loved BTS and would have had him on The Muppet Show.
2: <laughs> there are seven Pat Sajak fan fictions.
1: <laughs> are they're all, they all Pat Sajak slash reader?
2: <laughs> um, no, one of them, okay. The first one that came that come up is um Alex Trebek and Pat Sajak forbidden love (laughs) um one is a supernatural (laughs) fan fiction of course it is um oh another one is press buttons and talk which was one of my favorite um youtube channels before they stopped they had a running joke of pat sajak was uh turning into a monster so it was a reference to that another one was one direction hello
1: i can't say i'm surprised I used to be like a One Direction fan.
2: It is a Larry fan fiction and it is a uh, Wheel of Fortune AU. Okay, there's a celebrity death match and it has a bunch of Kingdom Hearts characters and Disney <laughs> characters and a bunch of just actors and it has Sonic characters. Why is Big the Cat here with Pat Sajak and, and China from professional wrestling? It's Froggy there too. I don't know. I Probably. And there's a Family Guy uh, one. And there is a Shit's Creek one where they apparently talk about or like watch uh, Wheel of Fortune. Okay.
1: Oh, we got our answer.
2: There are seven, at least on Archive of Our Own. I'm not going to any of the other fanfiction sites.
1: These are the ones that aren't on like private.
2: Yeah. Those are the ones that matter.
0: I would love for somebody to write a just a one shot. Doesn't have to be anything crazy between Pat Sajak and Kermit the Frog.
2: I thought you were gonna say you wanted someone to write real person fan fiction of all three of us meeting Pat Sajak. <laughs> no, I don't want please that. Don't, I don't
0: either.
1: Write real person fan fiction of me. I don't want to know how. I, I don't want to know how people perceive me.
2: Same. No, thank you. Don't do it. Please, God, don't do it.
1: I don't want to know. I don't want to know.
2: Um, can I get to some, like, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff that we just learned about?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I can talk about uh, some of my thoughts with Gonzo and where I thought it was going to go.
2: Yeah, that will be a good place to end it. Um, so, we know that uh, production started with in-person meetings, and then they wrote the entire script on Zoom uh, through, you know, 2020. And um, we know that uh, Kelly Younger wrote the ballroom scene and the room 999 scene and uh, all of the songs and that Kurt Thatcher uh, wrote all of the bride scenes. And um, we know that Jim Lewis and Kurt Thatcher have been writing a Halloween special since 1991. And so they have two more scripts. Uh, One of them we know for sure is a Muppet. Script. There was one from I think 2007 that was like a Muppet Monsters Halloween special or something like that. Um, this when we learned this, it it broke me. There is a uh, scene that got cut because of budget, which was uh, Bunsen and Beaker and Dr. Phil Van Neuter and Mulch basically having a laboratory scene that was written but never recorded, and that and that got cut for budget reasons, and and I'm so sad. <laughs>
1: Actually, the scene never fully got written. Uh, Kirk Thatcher said in a tweet that it was only kind Uh of outlined, briefly outlined and summarized. There wasn't, like, a full scene written or anything. It it got cut very early on.
2: I'm noticing a pattern, and no offense to Kelly Younger. You're fantastic. But there's a lot of things that he says are fact, and then later people will be like, actually, he missed a thing. (laughs) He missed a thing. (laughs) Um... Uh, and there was a tweet from Kirk that said that uh, most of the monsters are, are welcome into the mansion as a safe space. So that's why most of them are not ghost except for beautiful day monster, which is like be- beautiful, beautiful day. My favorite monster is a ghost. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kelly Younger also wrote the first draft of life year after, which uh, originally was called be our ghost. Um, when they thought the show uh, wouldn't, uh, be made because of covid they they thought that pun intended that the special was dead so he he put in an email like hey this is a song we're never gonna sing which oh <sighs> yeah and um because of time and budget they knew that two of the songs were going to be uh two minutes and then one song was going to be three minutes and that three minute song was life you're after um and at the beginning of this, uh, they, they it wasn't going to be the Haunted Mansion. It wasn't going to be like, yes, they go to Disneyland, to Disney World. It's No, it's just a Haunted Mansion um, with, like, a combination of a bunch of the stuff. But then Imagineers got very excited, and they're like, hey, what, do you want to use the stretching room? Do you want to use the uh, consonants? What do you want to do? Hey, <laughs> we want to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and also... um. Uh, Kelly Younger talked about not wanting it to be a commercial and, you know, the freedom to create new rooms and stuff. And also, shout out to Kelly. If you ever want to come on the podcast, I love to pick your brain as a writer.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, Please as a writer. Come
1: on the podcast, And I will get you so off topic.
2: <laughs> I, I have noticed something. Uh, doing episodes with Sprout or, or with a guest or something, I'm very on topic. But you're here and my brain leaves my body <laughs> and I am all over the damn place. I don't know what it is. I, <laughs> no, I just have no that offense. effect on people.
1: I really do.
2: <laughs> no offense. Um, but anyway, Kelly Younger, as, as a fellow writer, but as you being an actual official Muppet writer, come on our podcast. I want to pick your brain so badly. I just um,
1: want to talk with you. You seem really cool. so.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, the stretching room. I don't know if we talked about this last episode or if I just told this to sprout um but they couldn't use um the Constance portrait in the stretching room uh for many different reasons so that's why we only got a few of the portraits mm-hmm. uh, which I think uh Richard talked about like oh it would have been cool if they like scratched it out type thing so you had all the other yeah, portraits yeah. but um Kansa's portrait. It reminds me of the scene with Beauty and the Beast, of him scratching out his oh, portrait. yeah. yeah. another
1: Beauty and the Beast reference.
2: We just need more be- Muppets, Beauty, and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me. Oh, the ghost couldn't be shot on the augmented reality wall, which I talked about a lot last episode. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate the augmented reality wall. Disney uses <laughs> it in so much stuff and it looks shitty. They they finally per- they finally like perfected green screen technology and then they just threw it out in the garbage and they're like what about augmented reality and I'm like you idiots you absolute dunces I hate you and Soapbox Films did all the VFX for it and Andrew um, I- I'm not entirely sure if he was the head of it but but I do know that Bill Breda uh, talked to him and also I had a conversation with him which I will bring up. Hi there, I'm an EP on Muppet Haunted Mansion and appreciate you taking note of the big lift we had in VFX in such a short period of time. It wasn't just a month, because we did a lot of our environmental builds in the simile shot pre-pro window, but we had nearly a thousand VFX shots in the show and it was a sprint to get everything done. We had a phenomenal team of artists and managers who really rose to the challenge to get this on the platform in time for the holiday said, hi, thanks for messaging me. I'm doing research about it for my Muppet podcast, so this is a real treat. I got that information from Kelly Younger, one of the writers. And he said, gotcha. Yes, Kelly was in the loop throughout the post, but there was a little more time at the start than maybe he was aware of. But the basic point is the same. The scope of the show and the schedule was ambitious. I can tell. Are there any shots you slash the team wished you could have had more time on or just the whole special in general? He said, I wouldn't want to call out any scenes or shots in particular because that would feel dismissive to the various teams who worked on this. Time is the most precious resource we have, so everyone across the board would have appreciated more of that. I do think we made the most of the time that has been given to us, as a wise wizard once suggested. But I think you all did wonderful across the board. I do have two questions. One, the ghosts that follow you home, were they specifically taken from the ride, the models from the refurbishment a few years back? Two, am I allowed to use this information on the podcast and talk about it? I said, thank you. Appreciate it. It really was a labor of love across the board. Happy to answer all your questions. Uh, these were the specific hitchhiking ghost models from the recent reefer with a little enhancement to add some vapor effects from our ghosts. While we wanted to and had freedom to Muppetize every aspect of the Haunted Mansion, everyone agreed that we should land on the attraction version of these characters. It's tough because a lot of us remember the older versions of these characters, which were both in different appearance and placement. But it's a 2021 show, so we went with the 2021 iteration, too. Thank you so much for asking before talking about the stuff. I really appreciate it. Most of what I'm telling you is already public knowledge. The schedule. They even made the number of VFX shots a trivia question at the Hallow Stream uh, Drive-In. Feel free to confirm about the hitchhiking ghost. I'd rather people know honestly. I guess I'd ask that you not overemphasize my comments about wishing for more time. I mean, it's real what we uh, could have done with six more weeks. But it's also true of anything we've ever done. If I could go back and tweak stuff about Bohemian Rhapsody or Muppets Take the Bowl, I'd do that too. The bigger thing is that it's easy to hear that we had so much to do on such a tight schedule and fit it into the narrative of, quote unquote, Disney doesn't care about the Muppets, which is really not true. It has everything to do with making a holiday special uh, during both a pandemic and transitional time at Disney. I said, thank you so much. You've been so much help and congratulations on the special. I really love it a lot. Said th- uh, that's so great to hear. Thank you. It was truly a passion project for everyone involved. Thanks for being a fan of the Muppets. The world needs more of us. So one, good. thank you, thank you, Andrew. Yeah, thank uh, you so much, Andrew. Thank you for letting me do a little mini interview, uh, and that's what I wanted to share. Do you guys have anything to say about it?
1: Uh, yeah, I just want to say shout out to all the really talented VFX artists who worked on the special. Uh, you you guys really did great you create they pretty much created just this entire different world and i Mm -hmm. feel like that's kind of like a lot of people don't like it's kind of understated how many vfx were used in the special and how much these people really did to make the special what it is so thank you to them Mm
0: -hmm. i have one thing i'd like to say I was right, and I know those shitty CGI haunted mansion models anywhere. I was right. Yeah, <laughs> they don't look good. No. no, I feel bad that that's sure. what they were given to use.
1: Maybe it's so that that doesn't like, ride doesn't scare, like totally freak out little little kids. But I don't know.
2: They're just bad no. to look at. It's not when you ride. When
0: you ride Haunted Mansion Holiday in Disneyland, the the hitchhiking ghost or Shock Lock and Barrel, those models look great.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so
1: I know they have the resources. We we all know they have the resources to make the models
2: look better. But... It's Disney. It's Disney. Yeah. Um, we we know that the special was shot in April in seventeen days, and the uh, as stated before, the VX, uh, the VFX. Excuse me, deadline was in June. And um, the reason that it starred uh, Gonzo and Pepe, for sure, for sure, even though, you know, that was before everything, was uh, for two reasons because of COVID, and that uh, Dave and Bill are on the West Coast, while all of the other puppeteers are on Central or East Coast. Mm -hmm. And also because of Sesame, because Sesame Street was filming at the same time.
1: They wouldn't have as much access to Peter, Matt, and Eric.
2: Yeah. 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 And and David and Julianne and, and Bruce and everybody. Um, yeah. What what is this note? I just put deadly typecasting. Oh, they mentioned on the uh, Beretta Brothers vodcast. Uh, Kelly Younger was like, I know people wanted or thought that deadly would be the ghost host, but he's tired of being typecast or something like that, which I thought was funny.
0: It's really um, funny. Yeah.
2: Matt actually said that, that he was, uh, he he thought it was amazing that there got to be leads that weren't Kermit and Piggy, like, normally. Yeah. So, happy to see Gonzo and Pepe get some spotlight.
1: It was, I was very happy to see Gonzo and Pepe get some spotlight. Yeah. I, so, I feel like a lot of people, like, a lot of, like, casual Muppet fans forget that the Muppets aren't just Piggy and Kermit. Muppets yeah. are a team. Like, you can... We can have, we can have things that are not just led by Carvin and Piggy. I love Carvin yeah. and Piggy, I love them dearly, but like, you know, it's, it's really interesting, you really get to see how much of a team unit they are when they're not in the lead all the time.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. This is something actually that <laughs> I'm writing something for, for Tough Pigs for, so I'm not going to give my full thoughts on it right now. Um, But the Muppets that are in the mansion aren't the actual Muppets. It's the ghost pretending to be the Muppets to lure Gonzo and Pepe there to stay forever. Uh, Bill Breda sort of said, uh, if I went into the mansion, it would be like my childhood and all of my friends and family would be there. Um, So that's very, very interesting.
1: I think it's very, it is very sweet. And I don't want to like steal thunder from your future article or anything. I think it really says a lot. Like how Bill says he'd see his friends and his family. Gonzo just sees the Muppets. I think that speaks yeah. volumes right there. And I'm going to leave it at that.
2: Yeah, uh, I just, it, it also makes sense of like why Piggy wouldn't be the bride because, you know, Constance was trying to lure Pepe in and, you know, Pepe doesn't have those feelings for uh, Piggy. Yeah. It, it would obviously just be um, an actress. Taraji Piansen. If I was there, it would be Linda Cardellini, obviously. Obviously. (laughs) Sorry, Sprout. If I was there, it would be Amy
1: Adams dressed as Amelia Amelia Earhart.
2: (laughs) Okay, we might have the same. If I was there, it would probably be food. (laughs) (laughs) And there you have it. the, The spectrum, bisexuality, lesbian, asexual. We've got it all here, folks. (laughs)
1: <laughs> from, from asexual to lesbian we've got it
2: <laughs> yeah. the casting they had the cameos they had all of the cameos casted before they had any of the stars and they were shooting scenes before they could actually have Will or Taraji uh, like landed a- as the host and the bride so they had to shift this, the shooting schedule uh, so that the host and the bride scenes could be shot later in those 17 days
1: and I think it just kind of comes down, like, it, it comes down to okay, you can have somebody come over for a few hours, do their makeup, have them do like, and like, it for less than an hour, pretty much, and get a cameo. And when it comes yeah. to like Taraji and Will were at least there for a few days. That's, yeah, a yeah. harder to schedule, especially yeah. if they're working on other projects, which knowing Taraji P. Henson and Will Arnett, they are.
2: Mm-hmm. What did you think of Will Arnett's voice? Cause we were just like, this is discount Batman voice that he did when he did Lego Batman. That's Will Arnett's
1: speaking voice.
2: <laughs> but just really deep.
1: Yeah, it he does re- he's the guy who does like the racist peanut butter cup commercials where it's like they're kind of sexy. No, in a way. <laughs> like that that that's just the way he speaks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if you've seen those commercials you know what I mean
2: they had a reshoot day usually Muppet Productions have multiple reshoot days but they had a reshoot day in July which was a lot of uh, Bill and Peter which mm-hmm. is crazy, that is crazy. Uh, and they're actually uh, concerns over the old Gonzo scenes being too scary when they were doing cuts of the uh, special
1: hmm. I can definitely see how they would freak someone out but at the same time children uh, i don't want to sound like an old person but the children of today have had it too good for too long (laughs) there's no where there's like rarely any scenes in anything that are like gonna scar them for life i think they need at least one good one and i think i'm like okay the kids of today are good now We got one like kind of scarring scene we're good
2: there has been talk. It's not, you know, this isn't confirmed, but uh, they're working on an idea, not an actual thing, of like an electric mayhem album. We we learned that during it. So, and I need F- it. fingers crossed. You fingers crossed. It. I need it. Knock on wood. Give it to me now. I'm knocking on my dresser. Knock on wood. Um, someone asked Matt what Constantine would be in the Haunted Mansion, and he said a garbage man. <laughs> 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 he just doesn't know. I made the joke of, like, he'd be Constance. Obviously. <laughs>
1: yeah. Constance Teen.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um, I've told Sprout this, I think I, again, told Richard this, of, like, if it was a Muppet show thing, like, he would be in a dress, and then Taraji, like, if Taraji Piansen was the, like, guest star episode, the the final song, uh, and they'd be like, one of us has to change <laughs> type thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i
1: would love to see a taraji p henson muppet show i've if well, we're in the talk of yeah. like like in that like vague haze where everyone's like you know if we wrote the muppet show back and it was like the same but like 2020s this is who i want to host she should be in that magical puff of smoke of that like hazy dream
2: <laughs> yeah well, will be guest. it's not host
1: I always like. For, I always like say host because I always think of like Saturday Night Live, which they kind of they yeah. kinda do the same thing. But
0: yeah, it's karma. Kermit. Karma's the host. Karma's Kermit. the host. Uh, but Kermit's not the, the ghost
2: host. host. Not. <sighs> <sighs> we can talk about that later. Um. My, oh, this is just vindication for me. Uh, Mummy and Daddy, the puppets, were confirmed to be dead. Tom and old dead Tom from uh I... Muppet Treasure Island. Mm-hmm. I just remember going like, ah, I was right.
1: I was um, like, I remember watching, going, "Is is that old dead Tom?
2: Yeah,
0: is that my boy,
2: my boy, yeah, um, my boy." Oh, Peter Linz said that when Robin was on the table for his birthday, he, whenever he blowed out the candle, he went oof because that was the noise he made when he was a little kid to blow out the candles. <laughs> that's so sweet.
1: Uff. That is most. That's, that's the, the cutest thing ever. World.
2: Yeah. Um all the singing was done at home and apparently a lot of the singing was done in people's closets.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, remember when, when people say the Muppets aren't gay. <laughs> tell them that fact.
2: <laughs> oh, goodness. Um
1: I have so many of these jokes I've pent up pent up. I'm ready.
2: <laughs> we're glad you're back. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um To reiterate, we talked about this before, about how Life Hereafter accidentally matched the ending tempo of the Muppet Show theme song. Uh, Kirk Thatcher noticed that and put the characters in the balcony to match the um, arches of the Mm -hmm. theme song. That's just very smart of him. (laughs) Bill said it was his lifelong mission to get Danny Trejo in every Muppet thing he ever makes.
1: (laughs) I mean, who's... Who's to say that Danny Trejo isn't a Muppet?
2: He is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, he was in... I I can't remember if he was in Muppets Most Wanted. No, he was in Muppets Most Wanted. I, I, I couldn't remember if he was in the 2011 movie, but he was in Muppets Most Wanted. I think he was in the 2015 sitcom. He did a video for the Bowl and O2 performances, and he was here. That's five at least. That's five things. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, I don't blame him. Go Danny Trejo. I would be doing the same thing if I was in his position.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um and also whenever Danny Trejo got there, they gave him a bunch of different cameo names like all of the different uh male characters that are on the uh uh headstones and he specifically picked cousin Hewitt. He's like, that's a funny joke cuz I was in prison. <laughs> like that that was literally his thing. <laughs> Yeah, I own it.
1: yeah. Um, oh, uh, if Joe came to me and said, "We need a sad bisexual. Do you want to play her?" and I'd be like, "Yes, sir.
2: <laughs> yes, sir." Oh, this was about the the car scene. The, whenever um, Gonzo and Pepe are, are in the hearse at the beginning and end of the special, the like rolly chairs and dollies that they had to sit on uh, were, were difficult to puppeteer on because they were constantly either falling off. Or they were getting stuck in it. And the Mm -hmm. crew would have to help them get up or get out of it. And so maybe that's why some of the puppetry was a little off there. Who knows? And
1: it was only in that scene, too. Yeah. It was only Mm -hmm. in that
2: scene. So I do think, like, because they did talk about, how Bill Bill said something like, I would have to roll off to my side and then get on my hands and knees and walk for a little bit before I could get off the mechanism. And Mm -hmm. Dave was like, "I, I needed someone to, like, lift me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so apparently those, yeah, apparently those dollies were just hard to puppeteer on, and uh, mm-hmm. I tip my hat to all of you. Yeah, okay.
1: I, yeah, thank you, Matt. Thank you, guys. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Um, thank you for
1: thank you for doing this to make me very happy. Right. <laughs> We appreciate your
0: sacrifice.
2: This is an, well, it's kind of a Muppet thing because it's Bill Beretta, but apparently Bill Beretta is working on a secret project and we don't know the name of it or anything that it's about, but apparently he's working on something.
1: I'm excited to check it out whenever it nice. gets announced.
2: Yeah. I do have a note here that just says Julianne Boucher, best laugh. <laughs> she has the best laugh.
1: She does. She really yeah. does.
2: Um, that is the end of my notes. Um, do you want to get more into, you know, your thoughts of Gonzo and, and stuff like that? Right.
1: Uh, I, th- when he went up to the mirror and you kind of see the shift in, uh, mirror Gonzo for the first time when he's talking to normal Gonzo. Mm-hmm. And I thought I saw his eyelids get heavier in appearance. Now, my stupid, tired, work-muddled brain was thinking, oh, what else has really heavy eyelids? original puppet for gonzo so my thought on where this was going is that he was he was kind of going to enter this sort of panicked pressed state it would be harken back to uh, season one muppet show gonzo and he would realize he's scared of becoming that person again scared mm-hmm. of regressing as a person because he's made all this progress This is where I started reflecting my own issues onto a puppet, as you can tell. But when I saw him start to get older, I went, oh, this is going in the opposite direction that I thought. Mm. And I guess, like, both directions could... Work for th- could have worked for this if they would have just adjusted the message a bit.
2: I, I was just going to say that you and I uh just imprinted on a puppet, but in opposite directions. Because last week I, I talked about how it's like, oh no, I'm, <laughs> oh no,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna die alone. which <laughs> uh. yeah, that that's also a fear of mine. Don't get me wrong, but I. I think a lot of people they forget that the fear can kind of work on both ends of the spectrum, where you're worried about being the person who used to be, who you hated being, who you've stopped being, and this person who, and then also being afraid of straying away from everything that kind of made you liked by people, then becoming this like being alone for the rest of your life. So I, it is a kind of like a, it's like a balance scale. You can't lean too heavy in each direction or you're going to, like, just be a mess.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But that's where I thought that was going. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so
2: fun. Good. Fun. Um, do you do you have any, like, gripes with the special? Like, anything that you wish was different?
1: I mean, I don't want to, like, get down on anyone, but I, w- I, I, I really wish there was more time for it yeah i wish that it was longer and i wish that there that the there was a bit more time for vfx so that we could get just some of it looking a little bit more polished but other than and then the the, the puppetry in the beginning the yeah. really still good that mm-hmm. that kind of got on me and i there's just a few jokes i feel like could have just landed better but yeah so i i don't have any like gripes from a creative standpoint I want to yell at Disney for a hot minute. Okay. (laughs) Why would you market it this way, you idiots? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't focus on the Muppets at all. Most of the tweets I'm reading, which I've been reading a lot of indirects about this special, a lot of them are very stupid. Very (laughs) stupid. Mm -hmm. There's a major theme I'm noticing. Most people didn't know this special came out or didn't know it existed. So where on what end are you failing on? Why are you putting so much attention on doing park center park-centered marketing? You know for a fact that most of most Disney Plus subscribers don't go to the parks very casually. Probably mm. wouldn't notice it. This is when you have to start dishing out money on like this is when you have to start doing, okay, let's do some television ads on ABC. This is where you start doing more internet marketing. I only got one ad from Muppets Haunted Mansion. Do you know how chronically online I am? Pretty bad.
0: You know, Very bad. Do you know
1: how much I tweet about the Muppets? A lot. That says <laughs> mm-hmm. something. You aren't yeah. investing enough in the right areas and this is why the Muppets don't do well, because you don't know how to market them. And because you don't know how to market them, you're not marketing for them at all, which is why there's all these issues. So market the Muppets correctly. I know you can do it. The tra- first trailer, excellent. The teaser we got where it was just Pepe and Gonzo talking, what was that? can do better. <laughs> that gave us no indication of what was going on. We know you had a plot. We had the plot. And we still had no idea what it was couldn't give us just like a clip of like whatever you had at the time which let's say we got that first teaser in what june
0: yeah, like, yeah. june
1: july there should have been something we could have had for like a clip
0: mm-hmm. like, nothing mm-hmm. huge
1: like a tw- like a 15 second clip it would have given us a better indication of what was going on than the little than the little teaser you gave us back then this has been so poorly marketed on Disney's end, it's kind of unbearable.
0: Yeah.
1: And those are my thoughts on it, because I know if I dwell on this any longer, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> They're like, why did most... Which, this is why most... This is why most wanted didn't didn't do well. This yeah. is part of the reasons why Muppets now didn't do well. The other reason being, it sucked! <laughs> uh,
0: this
1: is why Muppets most wanted... If I didn't... I think I said Muppets most wanted. This is why they yeah. didn't do well. Muppets ABC yeah. was marketed better, so I can't say much about that. Yeah. Like you're not marketing your crap, it's not getting watched because you're not marketing your crap. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, Muppets Most Wanted not only didn't get marketed, but also it got put up against the last Hunger Games movie.
1: Oh yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah. They They, they did this when they wanted to stop doing two D anim- animation. We know We know these games at this point.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh, I I did want to ask uh, about like, specific, you know, quote-unquote main characters of, of Muppets besides Gonzo and, and Pepe. Um, what did you think of Kermit as, uh, like, the host of the mansion show?
1: I seeing it. I thought, thought it was really interesting. I've always wanted to see Kermit as a carnival barker, so, you know, it really worked out.
2: It was close. Um, what about uh, Piggy as Madame Pagoda?
1: I wish her part... I, w- I wish I would have seen a little more of her, I really like yeah. seeing her, and I would have. I, mm-hmm. I also wish we could have seen more of the Electric Mayhem.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: wish we would have seen less of that. Uh, can I can I call him the homophobic pig character? I don't want to m- remember his <laughs> name. I haven't watched Muppets tonight in ten years. I only remember one episode. Howard Tubman. I, okay, he's it's the how- homophobic pig. I'm sorry. He's a oh, homophobic
2: no, no, well, pig. Okay, he is. He's Howard Tubman. He was created because it's like laugh at this effeminate fat gay man. That's literally yeah. why he was created. And yeah. uh, me and Becca, another Tough Pigs writer, we're working on something together about Howard Tubman. That's how, literally, it's just two lesbians yelling about this homophobic pig.
1: <laughs> There's uh, what, I only remember one episode of Muppets Tonight, and I remember it vaguely. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to rewatch it one of these days, because I think I could do a really good in-depth think piece about it. And kind of like how it relates to how Brian Henson felt about taking over the Henson Company. Mm -hmm. But it's Muppets Tonight, so I doubt it's as deep as I remember.
2: I was just going to say Muppets Tonight also had a lot of um, tampering from Disney. This was like early Disney tampering with Muppet stuff. So anyway, what were you saying, Sprout? I just love the lore
0: that Muppets Tonight brought with the fact that Rick Moranis and Gonzo were friends in high school. (laughs)
1: Hey, not Rick. Wait, was that Rick Moranis or was that uh his face from Seinfeld? Jason.
0: Jason Alexander.
1: Jason Alexander. They were college roommates or something.
0: Was it Jason?
2: I don't remember. Maybe it's both. It could have been. It could just be both. I
1: would. I. I'd, I'd honestly believe both. I would honestly <laughs> believe both.
2: Maybe the running joke of Muppets Tonight is every guest knows Gonzo from some point of his life. Of <laughs> like, I was uh, childhood best friends with this person. I, <laughs> I grew up with this person. I was in high school with him. That's
1: funny. If we do continue that trend into like, per se, a modern day Muppet show, I want Gonzo to be like childhood best friends with like Megan the Stallion. <laughs> I don't know what purpose it would serve. I just want her going. I'm a hot girl. I do hot shit. And Gonzo being like, "That's my best friend right there."
2: I'm imagining Jim's. I'm a ima- You know how Jim's Kermit would say, like Kermit the Frog. I'm imagining. It. I'm imagining Jim's Kermit saying, "Megan the Stallion." The and I'm, Stallion. And I'm going insane. She <laughs> would
1: have been the best Muppet Show host. She would have. And you can't change oh, my mind. Yeah.
0: Wonderful Way,
1: puns they could have gotten from her name. Performances that would have become Gay Awakenings <laughs> she-
2: Rock L. Welch Episode 2
1: <laughs> Oh yeah You know what I'm talking about <laughs> <sighs> the way she'd interact with Piggy alone would be gold Wonderful Love two hot girls
2: I also wanted to ask Your thoughts on uh, Gazi, the Hatbox Bear What were your thoughts on him?
0: I don't
1: know a lot of hu- Muppets about a lot of Haunted Mansion lore. I'm not going to pretend I do.
0: Well,
2: I do. <laughs> Sprout, hey Sprout, I don't. hey Sprout. Hey, no, no, hold on, Sprout. Would you like to explain? So the oh hatbox.
0: I'll be brief. I promise. Don't. <laughs> Go in depth. The hatbox ghost was an animatronic created for Disneyland. And originally, when they had made it, the lighting worked perfectly, where his head would disappear and appear in the box. And when they put him in the ride, the lighting was wrong, and you could see the effect. So they ended up not using him. And then they lost the animatronic somehow, and didn't rediscover him until like what 2006? How do you lose an
1: animatronic?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not a baby. You forget to cherish her. <laughs> So, there's a lot of weird lore behind the Hatbox Ghost, and he's specifically only at Disneyland. So, there you
1: go. I thought he was fine. I didn't like seeing Fozzie with human teeth. I I, I think a rule of thumb would be that Muppets, except for Dr. Teeth, because for some reason he's fine. Muppets, except for Dr. Teeth, shouldn't have teeth.
0: Have you ever seen any of the senses Muppets from Sesame Street.
1: <laughs> no, but they sound terrifying.
0: There is one in particular that... Well, there's two that always scare me. One, there's a very hyper-realistic nose. Hate that fucking nose. Mm-hmm. Two, there. I've only seen it in one clip. <laughs> but there was just a puppet of teeth. It was just a the teeth from a mouth sitting in a chair. So it looked like a chair with giant teeth, and I hate it. <laughs> I, wait, you know what? I posted about it. While you guys keep talking, I'm gonna look it up and send it to you.
2: Okay, yeah. thank you.
1: And I, 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 I want to put in a quick retraction. Uh, when I talk about uh, Muppets with teeth not looking good, that does not include fangs. The Count is still the best horror boss there is. Still looks good.
0: Kermit with fangs, mm-hmm. also amazing. Uh, fangs, all the
2: monsters that have, have fangs. Down. Yeah. Fangs Things don't, don't count, count as teeth, it's... they count as sexy.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like, you know who else has teeth? Uh, Chip.
2: not uh, Worst. <laughs> Zero out of ten.
1: My case in point, Muppets shouldn't have teeth.
2: No. Um. We, we, um, and I'll bring this up later with my in struggle. Sprout had a good joke uh, whenever I was talking about Scooter as Elvis. I was like, oh, would Walter have, like, a matching costume? And they said that he would be a gigantic blue suede shoe.
1: <laughs> he wears blue suede in the beginning of the Muppets yeah. 2011.
2: Yeah. yeah so, he uh, killed it. Because there were so many Muppets that we didn't see in at the party because probably, you know, COVID rules and everything and budget. Um, what what, what do you think, uh, Walter, or any character you didn't see that you wanted to see, what do you think they would wear for Halloween?
1: Ooh, I mean, we've seen Walter dressed as Kermit before, so part of is yeah. like, oh. Oh, I just thought of a good one.
2: Hit me. It'd
1: be Jim Henson.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's adorable.
1: That's like the canonical, very sweet fan version of Walter, but in like the gay Fanon version of Walter, he'd be like, I don't, I don't know, a sexy tootsie roll or something. I, I don't know.
2: That's your version. Oh, chair with teeth. <laughs> <laughs> chair with teeth. I hate you. Chair teeth.
1: I don't understand. Like, I- I'm trying to understand Fanon Wooter, but I feel like I'm like, you know, I-, I-, I feel like I'm like, there's like a wall preventing me from like fully getting all the lore.
2: I got all the lore, baby. I I got (laughs) it. I'm going to do. I do. You know what I'm just about to do right now on the uh, Muppet fans talking account? I am just going to retweet chair with teeth. (laughs) It's so cursed. You do that. That's what I'm going to do. do. That's what I'm going to do. Should I put anything as a quote or should I just retweet it? I'm just going to retweet it.
0: I also sent you the hyper realistic nose in case you were curious. I would. This is kind of off topic. I would love to see Snuffy dress up as Marty. Oh. <laughs> I just want to see a
2: giant curly wig. That's amazing. On Snuffy. That is amazing. Have, have Burton, I. they probably obviously have, but have Burton and dressed up as each other? They should. I'm sure they, yes they have, they
0: have. There is a book, Um, it's like
2: opposite day and they wear each yeah, other's yeah. clothes and go on a cute date. yes uh one we need a printout of that specifically for us two um that's just one of their halloween costumes of just (laughs) them being each other
1: i'd also uh like to see them dress up as uh troy and abed from community because
2: if
1: you've ever seen community there's a season one end bumper where Roy and Abed are respectfully dressed up as Bert and Ernie at the end and they do a really cute bit that ends in a really weird funny joke. And Hmm. I just need that kind of consistency in my life.
0: Do you think Bert and Ernie ever dressed up as each other by wearing their morph suits? (laughs) God, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maria left the chat.
2: I can't, I can't keep doing this. Well, that didn't answer my question. The answer is no. We had this conversation. We've had this conversation. <laughs> Never about
0: those two though. <laughs> I brought it up as a couple's Halloween costume idea. Thank you very much. Hate it.
2: I will dress up as Bert and Ernie with you. I will, but not as the morph sur- suit version of them. Have you seen the morph suit version of them?
1: Yes, I have. It's glorious. I hate it. Sprout, Sprout, that can be our couple's costume.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> Maria can be rubber ducky.
1: Wait, can we find a duck morph suit?
2: <laughs> I'm sure. I hate all of this. I hate all of you. Why am I on this podcast? <laughs> I was going to ask a question hey, about hey, Maria. The special. Remember, yeah.
1: Remember when I wasn't here and you were enjoying your life?
0: Surprise, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> but no, you I you. Me.
2: <laughs> it's Brittany, bitch. Um. <laughs> I was gonna ask something about this Muppet special and I can't remember what it was. Uh, we've been recording for a very long time.
1: <laughs> uh, Maria, I've got I've got good news and bad news.
2: Okay, hit me.
1: Bad news is I cannot find a duck morph suit on uh, the no. internet. The good news is I've got one of this foot.
2: No. <laughs> Get it away from me. I- If I can't be a duck, I will be a pigeon. (laughs) (laughs) I will be Bernice. I will dress up as Bernice. What if, okay, since they don't have a rubber
0: duck morph suit, what if you just get a yellow morph suit and wear a duck bill on it? And then you can just get some orange scuba diving flippers and wear those for your little duck feet.
1: to, like get some like a black like piece of paper and just cut up two circles, put them somewhat near your eyes, and you're a duck.
0: <laughs> quack quack
2: <laughs> quack quack. I'm so fucking dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what this episode is going to be titled, but I do know they're in the description. It's going to be Mary and Sprout. Torture Maria.
1: (laughs) I mean, you knew it was going to be a wild ride as soon as I, like, mentioned Willy Wonka unprompted.
2: (laughs) Oh, we can't go back to Willy Wonka.
1: (laughs) Wait, Twilly Twonka the Twink.
2: No!
0: (laughs) Twilly Twonka's Twink Factory. Get me out of this box! Twilly Twonka's Twink Factory. (laughs)
1: i've got the perfect twink for you
2: get me out get me out help me
0: you listener you
2: listener out there please if you're hearing this this is a call for help this is for maria get me out of here oh gosh um do you have did you have a favorite cameo
1: i really liked ed asner I am mm-hmm. like a yeah. huge Mary Tyler Moore fan. Up is my favorite Pixar movie. So when he passed away that really like that that, that hurt inside.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then like this like cameo, like it was just it it was what I needed. Mm-hmm. Like it a
2: lot. Yeah. Um I think I know Sprouts. It was just him. Mm-hmm obviously um mm-hmm. i i'd say that one was mine too with uh kim Irvine. she was That's really so good. Good. great
1: it's really great being back here i really miss the i've i've really missed this uh mm. a lot has happened with me like online and in life over like these past few months i've been gone and i've got multiple hints and struggles but those are all from this past week so we can't even get into that <laughs> uh Got noticed by Brian no. Henson, so you know all those apologies paid off, baby.
2: <laughs> we did. We did bring that up when that happened. I was like, "This is Mary's Henson struggle this week. If she was here, this is what it was." And we yeah. talked about that.
1: The best part is, like, you know, I sp- I started that. I started that day like I spent any other day, drinking white wine at six a.m. <laughs> No, 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 no. I was on a I was on a plane ride and I paid like an extra fifteen dollars because that was the only seat left on that flight. So but they served alcohol and I'm like, heh, if I'm paying for it. So
0: yeah.
1: yeah, that that's that. And I wasn't driving. I was not driving. I was fine and like it was sober by the time I was tweeting Brian.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and the funny thing is I started the tweet out by saying, Hi King, uh, what was your favorite? And then I sent a picture of the draft I was gonna tweet out the group chat to a group chat i was in at the time and they're all like they're all making fun of me for the High king bit and that was the first tweet he responded to that is hilarious
2: to me hi king
0: hi bestie we love you
1: like he's like okay find me a question to answer and someone just goes hi king <laughs> and he's like that's it that's the one <laughs> i know who i am i'm brian henson <laughs> I'm Brian Henson. I'm your king. So yeah, that's, that's my current, that was uh, my current claim to fame for a while.
2: My Henson struggle was that with the, uh, Beretta Brothers vodcast, I, I was, uh, watching and and commenting and they answered one of my questions. Uh, which was who came up with Scooter as Elvis? Uh, my girlfriend joked Walter would dress up as a blue suede shoe to match, which, uh, Bill said that he did because he wanted to hear David Scooter's Elvis impression. <laughs> uh, and also he he laughed at Sprout's joke. So, Sprout, Bill Beretta thinks you're funny. I've ascended in life. <laughs> yeah. Um. And my other Henson struggle, and it's a weird Henson struggle, is, you know, the whenever we did the Muppet or M- Met Gala and we all dressed up as different Muppet characters? Mm-hmm. I, I dressed up as Uncle Deadly, and I did tag Matt, and he did like one of my tweets, but he didn't like any of the tweets that had the Deadly pictures in him. He liked a different tweet of mine that was like, hey, look at these pictures. He didn't like the pictures. <laughs> so it was very weird. Of like, did he see the pictures, or did he just see the one tweet? <laughs> yeah.
1: Come on, Matt.
2: <laughs> Matt, come on.
1: To answer. These are the questions we need to know
2: do you like me Matt answer yes or no bestie hey
1: do uh, you like us bestie
2: bestie so hey please. knock 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 bestie.
0: <laughs>
2: hey. okay so the, <laughs> those are those are my and struggles um sprout you go well this is
0: a very funny turn of events because my henson struggle is the fact that me and Matt
2: are in our besties era so this is awkward <laughs> Can you tell Matt like, "Hey, my girlfriend dressed up as one of your characters." Can you like like it to boost her crumbling ego?
1: You tell See? Matt about our morph suit idea and asks if he wants in.
2: <laughs> he could be he could be the other bird. Matt, <laughs> no, Matt Vogel in Count Von Count morph suit win. Yes. Fucking win. (laughs) New Muppet (laughs) Fans Talking goal. That's a new goal. If we ever get a Patreon.
0: I never really said what my Henson struggle was. Yes, you go. I'm so sorry. Matt Vogel's been in my notifications three times this week. Sir. (laughs) Sir. What what did you tweet about? One of them was... Like, congratulating him on the, the Muppet Haunted Mansion release. I don't even remember the other two. <laughs> my brain's just soup. Good soup. <laughs> uh, my, my
1: actual heads and struggles. Uh, the first one is that after I finished watching Muppets Haunted Mansion, I wanted to subtly and poetically portray uh, my feelings of admiration towards the special. So I tweeted the uh, specials director. I'm trying to find out how to phrase this without sounding as weird as humanly possible. So I tweeted Kirk, and it it was kind of like pseudo flirting, I guess. <laughs> I tweeted him like how he likes his eggs. <laughs> you know, that's what you do when you want to suddenly show someone your appreciation for their art. If you're <laughs> me, apparently, is it? Is it? <laughs> apparently and he did respond and we've been in our besties era ever since mm-hmm. we've been uh on and off tweeting each other and liking each other's posts for the uh past uh, about week or so so it's going good uh i framed him for murder so you know <laughs> really progressing it along
2: please uh, explain what that the- is
0: what murder is Well,
1: it murders when two people hate each other very, very much. (laughs) And... (laughs) The joke is that Uh, Bean Bunny did not appear in the special, and someone asked why Bean Bunny didn't appear in the special. And Kirk answered, his puppet has been so deteriorated from so much use and hasn't been refurbished or remade in a while, so any use of it The special could have probably caused it to fall apart and you don't want that so that's why bean bunny wasn't in the special and me and the rest of the twitterverse decided to take that as bean bunny's dead (laughs) dead so i tweeted in response uh, i don't know if you've seen that uh one meme of where it's uh, a celebration of life with like the cherry blossoms in the background and there's the photo of someone Oh, I did. I, and there's a a Mariah Carey song that plays in the background. I think it's either called Bye Bye or Goodbye. Anyways, it's a bop. It slaps. And, yeah, he... Uh, I made one for Bean. And he interacted with that. That kind of, like, pseudo blew up. Like, kind of, like... And everyone's like, oh, so you're admitting you murdered Bean. And he changed his name to I Did Not Murder Bean Bunny. And... <laughs> He admitted when we started the podcast to, he responded to my tweet specifically saying, I did murder Bean Bunny. The mouse made me do it.
2: Oh. Oh. <laughs> it all goes back to the rat.
1: It does.
0: It's a good thing Richard already killed Rizzo.
1: <laughs> we gotta worry about Kirk and Richard teaming up. That's, that should be <laughs> our main fear. My second Muppet struggle is that while I was doing my my tweeting after watching Muppet on Mansion, I made the tweet that Gonzo is the heart of the Muppets. Argue with the wall, and a few hours passed, and it was like around I want to say like eleven o'clock at night. It was like real late at night for me, and I get this Twitter notification, and I'm like, okay, want to see why I got so much activity lately? Like you know, like my stuff has been doing well, but like it hasn't been like blowing up, blowing up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I see like this blue check mark, like quote retweeted me. I'm like, okay, not every day you see a blue check mark in here on Muppets Twitter, but okay. It was Miss Yvette Nicole Brown. Oh, hello. We love
2: her. I saw and that, and
1: she said that she agreed with me, and she even talked about how what a joy that what a joy Dave was on set. She tried to get him to sing. Uh, I'm go- I'm going to go back there someday because that is her favorite. I think that's one of her favorite Muppet songs. And he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of funny, but... Good for him. So, yeah, that was... I thought that was really cool, and I thought it was really funny. Especially considering that about a year ago, I was really into the uh, NBC show... Commu- uh, about two years ago, actually. Wow, time flies. I was into the NBC, really into the NBC show community, and I would always tweet at her trying to get noticed, and I never did. I did this for like six months. So my one tweet about Gonzo where nobody was tagged is the one she sees is absolutely hilarious to me That's for that fun. reason.
2: That's very funny. I got noticed. Mary, I'm glad you're here. Yeah.
1: Thank you. I'm very I'm I'm very happy to be here. I really missed this. I missed you guys. It,
0: yeah. it,
1: it's an honor to just talk about Muppets again. Yeah soberly. It's great. (laughs) Together
0: again.
1: Oh, I also want to add one more quick note about Muppets Haunted Mansion. I'm just thinking about this at work where I'm like, I gotta mention this on the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, When Gonzo walks into the mansion and he sees all the portraits, he goes, they look vaguely familiar. And I'm like, yes, they do. And I says that line in, uh, I'm gonna go back there someday. And I am like the like huge gonzo fan i am like lost my mind (laughs) i love that song that is my favorite muppet song yeah thank you for listening to muppet fans talking special thanks to dennis at turning two stone on twitter for doing the intros and outros and thank you to at firefair at 93 for doing both the cover up for our podcast as well as doing our header on social on twitter and social media if you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you can follow it on Twitter at Muppets underscore talking. And you can follow me on Twitter
0: at Muppet Mulaney.
2: You can follow me on any social media at Nerdy Maria Mania. And you can follow me on
0: Twitter at Pal Poo Sprout.
1: Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a Muppetational weekend. Bye!
0: Bye! Bye! <laughs> And for my final trick, I will make this podcast end. I'm gonna need complete silence for this. Exactly. I, w- I thought that was, like, not Craig and was about to freak out. It's Richard. He's here. <laughs> Richard, Richard, get the fuck
2: out of here. It wouldn't be the first time he's done that. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. <laughs> Richard loves to be like, "Hey, hello." It's like, N- "Honey, we're busy." <laughs> it, was,
1: it was online when I went into the room. So, uh,
2: That's funny. It
1: was online.
2: Yeah, this is going at the ending. So, <laughs> if if you're listening, <laughs> hey. What up? After the, after the static, hi Richard. We're talking about you. Huh,
1: Richard? This is about you. It's always been about you.
2: Always, Muppet fans
0: talking about Richard.
1: I'd like to dedicate this podcast to Richard. He knows who he is.
2: <laughs> Starman art, we're coming for you. I'm gonna get my guitar and beat you. <laughs> fear. thats That's been a running joke with, with uh, me and him.
0: I was talking to Richard um, a while ago, and he was like, every time you guys talk about me on the podcast, fear seeps into me. Good good bitch
2: (laughs) okay we do we have anything are we good are we ready to start
0: I think I'm ready I'm ready I'm ready